0: is Cynthia McIntosh and I welcome you to the Nuggets of True Broadcast. On today, I want to share a great word concerning how we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to go into a scripture that brings about this great part of our, our life of growing in grace it's found in a scripture that I don't think we teach enough of but we need to teach more and more cuz beloved as we understand this text we'll also understand how to allow our lives to change where we grow stronger where we grow more perfect and powerful where we become whole as a a new being in Christ Jesus you find this challenge in, in, in 2 Peter 3.16. It says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. This text, growing in grace, says that when we accept the grace of God in our life, the divine grace. And what is that divine grace? It's the undeserved unmerited favor of the lord it's the kindness and the mercy of god it's god's attention it's god's approval it's god working in our behalf that's the grace of god and when that comes into our life something changes but in order for that change to happen we must do something first and before i give you scripture to show you this i want to tell you You grow in grace by accepting God's will and plan in your life. It's by accepting his word. It's accepting what I call the logos, the logos. Some call it the logos, the written word, the letter. And then there is the rima word. And the rima word is word spoken to you for your life. It's a word that's just for you. But you see, God has a word for everybody born into this earth that word includes God's purpose for your life. Every per- person born on this earth is born with a rema word from the Lord. And our challenge is to find out what that word is. Sometimes God will surprise you and send you his will first verbally and then plant it in your spirit and he'll keep saying the same thing over and over again till you realize that it's God speaking. And as soon as you accept it in your heart, you begin to grow. You begin to change. You grow in the grace of the Lord. For that grace is that outpour of God's presence in your life, in your lifestyle, in your behaviors. For I know in my life the word God spoke to me was a life of singleness. And I do that by the grace of God. God enables me to do that. It's not something in and of my flesh because my flesh tells me that I need somebody in my life. I need to have a spouse. I need to have somebody to protect me and cover, cover me. Somebody to take care of me at all times like a spouse should do. But God has allowed me by his grace. And that release of grace of God has come into my life by the acceptance of that word for my life. And so, as we accept Christ and his call in our life, and and, and I must refer to Christ, our Savior, because Christ is our King. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. He died that we might have life. He shed his blood. His body was beaten. The, The scripture says in Isaiah, He was wounded. He was wounded for our transgression, He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Jesus paid the price for us to receive what God has for us in this life. And for that reason, as you follow him, as you live in communion with the Lord, that communion brings about a change that people won't quite understand. They'll, they'll talk about you and persecute you because you don't fall into the majority. But you fall into a minority of believers who have set aside their lives in places that God has ordained. You see, every day of our life has been planned by God. Every place, every moment... God has been there already and he has pre-planned the situation. You see, God is always up to something in our life, things that we don't see. But as we get there, sometimes we don't see the, the light till we get to that place. And I challenge you today to allow yourself to grow in this grace by communing with Christ and following him, allowing him To be your king. Now let me take you to some scripture that you don't hear a lot of teachers teach on for. I feel like it takes more than just you talking about it to really understand it. And I want to take a moment here today to share this text about our place in relationship with Christ. Jesus said this in John 6... Verse 53 through the 58th verse. And it says this. And it said, Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead, but he who eats this bread will live forever. Now let me share this text further in a discourse of scripture that Jesus had with his disciples. For oftentimes Jesus spoke... things which were hidden in meaning to non-believers but to the believers God will break open what he says to us spiritually because we want to receive it into our lives and this is what he did with his disciples in Mark chapter 14 20 starting at 22nd verse And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them and says, Take, eat. This is my body. Then he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank from it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. Assuredly, I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it. New in the kingdom of heaven. Now let me just bring out uh, as many points as I can with the time I have in this session. For you see here the great institution of the Lord's Supper. Christians call it communion. And you that attend churches that believe in the communion uh, sometimes do it every day. Sometimes you do it every month once a year twice a year but jesus says as many times as you do it you do it in remembrance of me now let's take it deeper into why he had them to break the bread and eat it to represent his body and why they had to drink the wine as it represented his blood jesus was saying to the believer then and he's saying to us now In order for you to grow in grace, in my favor, in my kindness, in my mercy, in order for you to enter into that secret place of living that I have for you, just for you individually, you must partake of me and actually eat my blood Eat my body, rather, and drink my blood. Take me into your life, into the innermost, most depth of who you are. It's just like eating food, which Jesus told them to do. He, he was making a comparison between naturally eating and spiritually eating. To spiritually accept Christ into your life is to digest his life into your life. For when we eat food, the life in the food becomes life inside of our body. You see, we are what we eat. If you eat bad things, bad things will happen to your body. If you eat good things, good things will happen to your body. If you eat healthy, you will have a healthy body. If you eat unhealthy, you'll have an unhealthy body. And the same spiritually. Whatever you eat becomes a part of you. If you eat the words of Satan all day, you'll act just like Satan. If you eat the words of Christ every day, all day, you'll act just like Jesus. Because he he will become a part of who you are. His blood becomes... A part of your blood. His bread, his body becomes a part of your body. For you see, we are part of Jesus' kingdom. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And as we eat and drink him, as we become, as we allow him to become our nourishment, we began to receive life. In unlimited supplies. Now, right quickly here, let me go to the Genesis story. What God told Adam and Eve: You can eat of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, it doesn't say it, but it infers that as long as they ate of every tree except that tree, that they would live. A life of life abundant. They didn't grow old. They didn't get sick. They didn't have to deal with gray hair and hurting backs and weakening in their their legs and their feet and their backs and their bodies. They didn't have to die with cancer. They lived because they ate of the right trees in the garden. And they also ate of the tree of life. That was in the garden. God didn't tell them not to eat of the tree of life. Now the tree of life was Jesus in their midst. And beloveds, the tree of life is in our midst today. And that tree is Jesus Christ. Know this today. That as you allow Christ to become and to stay in your life. That you will grow in grace and in the knowledge and receive life. Lovers, I've got to go. But know this. God loves you. God bless you. And I hope to share again with you on next week.